Dana White defends Colby Covington's title shot versus Leon Edwards, and people are up in arms. Also, last night at UFC San Antonio, we had three split decisions, and people are highly upset about this. Several fights should have been unanimous, but they went to split decisions, including Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. How was that even possible when Corey Sanhagen dominated? We got these topics and more next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. This is the community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. What up, what up? This is your boy Chris Cross checking in. This is the community MMA. So it went down last night. Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen, headliner at UFC San Antonio, aka UFC Fight Night. But the big news, and we're going to get into all those reactions, but the big news last night was in the UFC press conference, UFC post fight press conference, where Dana White uh, was forced to defend. Why Colby Covington is getting the next title shot. And it's real simple. He says, you know, without Kamar Usman, Colby would have been the champion for a long time. And probably still would be champion. And the reason why, you know, the next question, which I have too, is he never fights. Colby Covington saying he got, or Dana White saying he got jumped. He was hurt. So therefore, you know, he couldn't fight. And that makes a little bit of sense. That's a good response by Dana White. Now, I'm a little bit biased because I want Hamza Chamayev to fight for the title. But Colby is still number one. He has the right. He gets the next title shot. Leon Edwards is saying he's not going to fight Colby. You know, we'll see. But he's a champion. It's his duty to defend the title. And where Colby Covington is up next, he's going to have to fight Colby. That's just the bottom line. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, Colby Covington wins that. We end up getting a Hamza fight eventually, maybe. By that time, Hamza might be the champ as well in the middleweight division. And of course, the next big uh, pay-per-view is going to be Adesanya versus Pereira. So we'll get we'll get the middleweight settled. Hamza will come in and, and beat whoever he fights in the top three, which Dana White also has said will happen. And then we'll see how things go. Hamza wins the middleweight. Maybe he goes back down to welterweight. Him versus Colby would be crazy. And why not put Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler in a welterweight fight? That way, if uh, Conor McGregor wins, we get a Colby versus Conor potential matchup. I mean, that's far and away uh, from what will happen. But, you know, these are all in the possibilities. And you, you put Colby Covington's name with another big star like Hamza or Conor, and the thing is going to sell through the roof. So don't think for a minute uh, that it can't happen. It can definitely happen because if Colby wins the belt, he's going to fight a big name, whether they're ranked high or not. And Hamza will be still ranked number three. Connor won't be ranked, but he'll get a big win over Michael Chandler potentially. So we got a lot of things uh, coming up in terms of the welterweight. And, you know, I like to see Colby win. You know, he's higher on the do list than Leon. So I still got to go with Colby in that one. Now, last night, UFC... San Antonio, some good fights, split a lot of decisions, submissions, 
things of that nature. You had one KO and I missed the beginning of the fight. So I didn't realize what a comeback this was, but CJ Vergara, uh, made a huge comeback after getting absolutely dominated in the first round. And this is how it sounded. CJ really opening up now. Lacerda pinned on his back. 120 left here. Second round. Oh, and dropping some elbows now. And man, Lacerda, he's breaking the defense. Lacerda's in a little bit of trouble here. As now he takes a shot to the body, a couple elbows. And CJ looks to get the finish here. One minute left in round two. 42 significant strikes here, or ground strikes only. And that's it. The ref stops it. And the crowd goes crazy for CJ Vergara in San Antonio. And he sits on top of the fence. He's pumped. And we're 2-0 and on the night already. Yeah, so CJ Vergara gets a, a performance of the night bonus along with it. I mean, credit him. I mean, later on when you see the replays of how he was nearly finished in the first round and come back and win the fight, it's certainly impressive. So credit CJ Vergara with the comeback victory in that one. And that will be the only KO of the night, you know. And the crowd was pumped after that fight. And it was only the second fight of the night. I mean, San Antonio was on fire last night. Too bad they didn't get some big uh, finishes. They did, you know, a couple of them, but they were submissions. Those are good too. But at the same time, they wanted to see some KOs. They didn't. Now, in a controversial fight, Andrea Lee versus Macy Barber. Check out this reaction. Andrea Lee and Macy Barber now headed to a decision. And it's going to be an interesting one because Macy Barber led 55 to 44 in significant strikes. But it was Andrea Lee with five takedowns over five minutes of control time, 520 to be exact. And they now come together in the center of the octagon. It's going to be an interesting decision. Here we go. Let's go, Bruce. Give it to us, baby. Oh, great fight, though. Great fight. 29-28 Lee, so split decision. 29-28 Barber. Oh, my goodness. Come on, we need this one. Come on, give it to Lee. Give it to Lee. Oh, Macy Barber gets the split decision win. We've lost four in a row. We're down to three and four. Oh, no. Yeah, and Macy Barber gets a split decision. And this would be one fight where people are upset. The judging last night in Texas was terrible. And you'll see why when we get to Marlon Vera. But Macy Barber gets the win. And, you know, she led in significant strikes, led 31 to 10 in head strikes. That's where it was at. But five takedowns by Andrea Lee, you thought she would possibly get the victory. But she doesn't get credited for those enough on just one judge's scorecards. You need two. So she fell in that one, and people were a little upset. There was 11 verse 13, and that's the way it goes. Then in fight three, Nate Landwehr gets the finish. Now Landwehr gets the takedown. Crowd likes it. 110 left, round two. Now he's pounded away with the right. Yeah, and he's landed some shots now, and the mouthpiece comes out. Oh, and he gets right underneath here, and Lingo's in trouble. Oh, he's underneath, and Lingo's in trouble. Lingo's got to tap here in a second. This is it. He taps, and it's over. Yes. Thank you. Back to four and four. Nate Landwehr gets the submission in round two. Now to get the crowd to their feet. 
Yeah, so Nate Landwehr gets us back into Wincom. So we started out 3-0. I mean, it's like, you know, we're 11-3 in the last two pay-per-view cards. Things are going well. We come out 3-0, and then we drop four straight. We hit the wall, and it's going to happen. So Nate Landwehr gets us back to 4-4, four and four, heading into the co-main event. So things are looking upward. But Nate Landwehr gets the finish, and the crowd's on their feet, ready for Holly Holm versus Yana Santos. And all we heard all week was Holly Holm's too old, and I'm like, if she's too old, why is the, the UFC sign her to a six-fight contract extension at the age of 41 for a reason? And she proved their worth last night. The fighters back up, final 40. So expect a nice flurry here. But still to clinch for Santos, and that's not going to work now. I mean, you got no choice but to get to finish. Holly goes right back in. Got the head on the hip, looking for the takedown. Boom. Okay. Wow. Four takedowns, heading towards 10 minutes of control. No, she can't reach that. We're going to have close to 9.50 of control here by the end of this fight as we're under 10 seconds. And Holly, I mean, this one's simple. We don't got to wait for the decision on this one. I mean, Holly Holm dominated here in round three, and she's going to win at least 29-28, probably 30-27. to 27. By unanimous decision. So for those of you saying she's old, forget about it. Yeah, so at least this one was out of the judge's hands because, I mean, it wasn't the judge's hands, but, you know, it was, it was so dominating by Holly Holm. Maybe she lost round one, but she still ended up getting 30 to 27 on two, 30 to 26 on a third, and won with a dominating performance. And she's one fight away from a title shot versus Nunez. She could probably get the title shot right now. So we'll see what the UFC wants to do. And that's a big name that could sell if Holly Holm gets a chance against Nunez. So now if the judging wasn't bad last night, it, you will see why it was very bad in this next fight. But Kenneth Bruner weighing in in the chat room saying the judging was terrible last night. These fighters have to understand that you can't play it safe and must always go for the finish from the first bell. And we sat through a long five-round fight, did the full fight reaction last night. And I just kept saying, the corner has got to tell this guy, he's got to tell Marlon Vera he needs a finish. But then we're shocked uh, during the decision. Check this out. Both fighters just walking around, talking to their corners a little bit. Dan Mergliata <coughs> grabs the hands. He even tells the camera guy to get back. <laughs> Here we go. See, Marlon's putting his hand up. Like This is what I'm trying to say. This is where the corner's got to come in. What? 48-47, Vera? 49-46. Wow, it's got to be. Corey Sanhagen wins by split decision. What? He can't even believe that one judge gave him 48-47. He's kind of pissed. What in the heck was that, man? Yeah, so at least Corey Sanhagen gets to win. But check this out. You had 50-45 to on one judge, 49-46. Which is how I had it. One or the other would be fine. And then 48-47 the other way? I mean, it's crazy. It's got, No fight is safe. And listen to these numbers. 128 to 58 in significant strikes for Sanhagen. And he led by 70. Seven minutes and eight seconds of control time on three takedowns. Just nine seconds for Vera. So what was that judge watching? I mean, when you really break it down, what was that judge watching... Uh, that made him say that Marlon Vera won the fight.
I mean, it's... And if you'd have got two judges, that would have been even more ridiculous. But thankfully, Corey Sanhagen got the win. And, you know, coming into this fight, it was a three versus five situation. Well, Sanhagen's going to jump to three. Marlon Vera is probably going to drop to four. Piotr Jan will probably drop to five. Something like that. But you got uh, the Bantamweight division getting stronger at the top. We're getting some separation. Sterling's going to fight Cejudo. Devalish Vili will probably fight Sanhagen. Who knows who O'Malley's going to fight? He might just sit around and wait. If Marlon Vera would have won last night, <coughs> excuse me, Marlon Vera would have won, Sean O'Malley would have fell to three. But he's hits at two and he'll remain number two. So that's the way that looks. Marlon Vera was number 17 on the do list. He's going to fall out of there. And we might need your help. Who else should come into the top 20? Because Marlon Vera is out now. The mystique around him is gone. Make no mistake about it. As we jump into the Q&A, Toronto Entertainment says, honestly, the way I've seen decisions go now, they always give it to the underdog, give it to close fight in a women's fight. And he called it before it happened, right? Lee versus Barber. It went to the underdog. And I'm saying underdog because she's, I don't remember what the odds were, but underdog because... She's 13 and Andrea Lee's 11. So to me, she's the underdog in that situation. And Toronto Entertainment called it before the fight even happened and was dead on. Martin Johnson says, bet 100 on Andrea. Dang. So he lost his 100. Faison McKagan says, Andrea or Andrea Lee got robbed. Thank you, Stevie Wonder, judge number three. <laughs> and that's what it seemed like. These judges were blind last night, man. I mean, Xavier, the go Viander 2003 says, honestly, I'm not surprised at all. The fight was pulled. Perez has had at least five of his last 10 scheduled fights canceled because of either his medical issues or weigh and miss. If I got to be honest, the UFC should just give up on having Perez still fight for their promotion. There was a time I said Alec, Alex Perez might be the future because he had some key wins against high contenders, but he just hasn't been able to get it going. And fighting Manel Cape last night would have went a long way to help him in the future if he can get a win, but, you know, it didn't happen. That's the way it goes. Marjorla says, great content, speaking facts, talking about, Ham, you know, the last podcast, Hamza Tremayev blast Colby Covington and the UFC. You know, Hamza is getting disrespected. They go on to say facts. It stinks that he's not even being mentioned for the title. Like, what the heck? I won't watch Colby versus Leon. He would be the worst champion ever. Well, you might have to deal with him being the champion because it seems to me, at least I'm probably going to predict that when Colby fights Leon, that Colby wins because, you know, if you're Leon now, you got to defend another grappler, wrestler style. Colby's going to try to get into the clinch, get into the body, pin you against the fence, and, you know, you got to prepare for that. And, you know, Leon might want to face a striker like a, a Jorge Masvidal because they got, you know, uh, a dispute that needs to be settled. But, Jorge Masvidal lost to Colby Covington easily. He's got some work to do. He's fighting Gilbert Burns. That fight could still happen, but and I think it will. But Jorge, he's got to beat Gilbert because he wants to fight Leon, and he says he's going to fight Colby Covington again at some point. So you got all these things uh, happening, but <clears throat> for Jorge Masvidal's wishes to come true, he's got to win. If he starts losing, he's going to have to fight down, and he's going to be a long way from Colby and Leon. So we'll see what happens. 
But that's the way it went last night. You know, an exciting night. We got a week off now. Your boy's exhausted. Look at my face. I got to shave. I got I got to catch up on some sleep. Eight or nine straight weeks of UFC. Of course, you got the final four next week, so the UFC's taking off. FAU with the big win last night. And I know who FAU is in Boca Raton, Florida, because I grew up down there. And it's just crazy. Them, them boys are like 37 and 3. Cinderella story. We'll see what happens. But in terms of UFC, we got the week off, and then we got uh, Adesanya versus Pereira, or you could say Pereira versus Adesanya, because Pereira's a champion. I can't wait for that. We got a lot of time to prepare for that. But for now, this is your boy, Chris Cross. I hope you have a great day, and God bless. As always, peace.